This is The Real Footy Podcast. Thanks for joining us to tip the second week of finals. My name's Andrew Wu and I'm joined by the clubhouse leader again, otherwise known as Mr. September, (laughs) Peter Ryan, who tipped four out of four last week. You must be sky high at the moment, Pete. I'm going to be very humble about it, Andrew. (laughs) Rubbish. Luck fell my way and... No, it was a lot to do with uh, with the Giants actually getting up over the Saints, which threw a few people out, and the Pies taking advantage of Melbourne not being able to kick a goal for most of the game. But I'm pleased you've put Clubhouse Leader in capital letters on the running sheet. That's, uh, that's great. How does it feel? Reacquaint yourself back in the Clubhouse. Well, it's been, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I'm not taking it for granted because, you know, the challenges are still going to come. And there's five <laughs> games to go, so I'm just going to just wind it back a little bit this week. It's a different. I'm a different beast in finals, just a bit quieter. But um, yeah, Libby Birch came in here a little bit, you know. She's a bit confident, was she? Bit confident, and uh, I've also had to fight off the bot, some AI thing. Oh yes, there's challenges coming from everywhere. Yeah, it's outrageous. It's... So yeah, look, we'll just uh, see what happens this weekend. I'm not that confident that uh, I'll be able to keep the perfect score going for too much longer well to the leaderboard you're on 150 so raise the bat that's well played Jimmy Webster (laughs) ahead of Libby Birch and John Pyrrhic on 149 and Mark McGowan on 148 now we'll go to the first game of the week Melbourne against Carlton in front of what we expect to be 90,000 plus at the MCG Mm. I mean history suggests that the qualifying final losers generally bow out uh, generally win the following week. I mean, since the new, uh, fo- well, since the final eight system got retweaked in uh, retweaked in two thousand, we've had thirty six of the qualifying final losers uh, win out of the forty six the following week. Uh, which what means, about since the pre-finals? Well, I know it's not relevant you know, in the sense that the five every, out of fourteen there. Yeah, it feels like a shift's happened in that teams are probably more evenly matched across the ladder. Yeah, and this year in particular, um, one reason why I think you can make a very strong case for both the elimination final winners to get up because I don't reckon in uh, in the 22 or 23 years that we've had this system that we've had the the team in the bottom half of the eight uh, with a record like Carlton or Mm. Giants. I mean, Carlton have won 10 of 11 going into the finals and the Giants 10 of 12 now. So that suggests, I mean, that's the form line of a team that usually finishes in the top four. Absolutely. So I think that sort of throws some of the history out. But we'll get into the Mel, uh, to the D's Blues first up. I mean, Melbourne we saw last week, uh, they were, they said after the game that they felt like they played a very Melbourne game mm. um, and that all their measures, you know, contested possessions, um, uh, clearances, all, all went in their favour. But somehow they Inside lost the game. 50s. Inside 50s. I mean, it's staggering. It was 69. 30. 69 to 37. They had the yeah, 32 ridiculous. advantage, which was uh, one of the biggest differentials uh, for a long, long time, um, particularly for a team that's mm. winning the ga- uh, losing the game. And normally, champion data uh, stats, uh, 229 times teams have recorded 69 inside 50s and their average score is 128 points. From Melbourne at 53. Yeah, so that just shows. And we've all seen that they bombed the ball in, you know, up to 38 oh, or 39 times. Their delivery inside 50 was 
terrible. Um, but even still, you expect that their forward line to make a better contest. Yeah, absolutely. Than, than they did. And they um, missed shots. Cosy Pickett was lacked poise on occasions. Tom McDonald missed that set shot. Bailey, Bailey Fish, Fish kicked one. Almost missed the boot. Right angles, which was hard to hard to watch if you're a Melbourne supporter. Um, yeah, frustrating game for uh, Demons fans. But Collingwood, which is kind of forgotten, also had their opportunities to be even further ahead. At uh, the start of the start of the game, when Jamie Elliott missed a few, so I reckon Melbourne. I think Melbourne can beat Carlton, based on the fact that uh, their midfield was once they got into the game about midway through the second quarter, they were dominant in that area against Collingwood, and I think they'll dominate Carlton, even though Carlton's midfield's probably a bit stronger on paper than Collingwood's was. Um, but I can just see Jack Viney, who was quiet on. Last Thursday night, having an absolute monster. Max Scorn couldn't do much more, but he'll repeat that. He's that good a player. And uh, Patrick kick a bit less though, Max. I saw that commentary, but that's but, fair enough. He claimed territory though, which is half the battle in a final. Yeah. Um, but Melbourne's forward line, I mean, it, it, that wasn't a one-off. No, we know that's not a one-off. That, that's an issue that's been with them from about oh, well, probably since the start of last year. They just at haven't least been able the start to. Of last yeah. year. I reckon there was four of at least four years I mean they've won a flag in that time but uh, a lot of those years you'd look at the inside 50 count and it was ridiculously high they're just efficiency going inside 50 was terrible and it's probably because they've had players who are makeshift forwards like Tom McDonald who started his career as a defender he's done well Frisch is a good player but he hasn't got the bulk to well, Brown McDonald Ben Brown McDonald and Frisch held up in 21 that you'd think on paper would be their Probably their plan A, mm. but now they've they must be into plan E or something at the moment. I mean, yeah, well they've uh, lost Petty, Melksham, so there's and they weren't plan B and A. I mean, C gone. Petty started as a uh, defender at the start of the year, and uh, Melksham was really only into the picture from about mid to two thirds of the year in, mm. um, and and now they've they've lost lost those two. They lose Van Royen from from last week. Uh, he was uh, very average last week, though, and and he's going to be a good player. But his first final was like a nineteen-year-old player playing his first final. But you'd think he'd be better, better for the run. And yeah. and now he's he's out of the side. I mean, at at the time of uh, recording, we we haven't got the selection selected twenty twos yet. Um, but either way, Melbourne are going to be into well into deep into the barrel of their plans. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't like that lack of. Um, stability and just that, how can they? I mean, they'll, they'll say, "Oh yeah, we're confident we'll be able to kick a winning shot." But how can you be confident? Well, with a, they'll, they'll have to. They'll have to use Petraka mm. inside fifty, which they did once when Oliver was out midway through the season. And his retention of the footies uh, as an inside fifty target is fantastic. It's probably the highest in the competition when he's actually playing down the in percentage terms. Um, last week, even though the fact that Brayshaw went out rattled them for a whole range of reasons, but one of them was that they kept Petraka up in the midfield. Do you expect Petraka to play predominantly forward? Uh, I would, yes. It's about 60, 70 sort of ratio. I think that would be the smart move. Mm. And uh, he can win a game on his own. I mean, I remember watching Dangerfield do that in a final a couple of years ago when I think he did it against Sydney in a semi-final. And uh, he just tore the game apart in the first... Uh, but they've got to win the ball inside the middle first. And yeah. generally, Melbourne-Carlton games in the last two years under since Michael Voss took over, they've been arm wrestles in the middle. And I think Melbourne gen- Melbourne might have a slight edge in terms of you know, winning con- contested possessions and clearance. But I don't think that they're going to get quite 
near that dominance that Geelong had over Sydney that night in 27. No, that's true. But I think the other thing that the other side of the coin is Carlton, and I know you're you're tipping Carlton, are you? Yes, yeah. I think I'll tip Carlton. Uh, yeah. Is Jack Martin is a huge loss for Carlton, and so is Ben Mackay. Finally, Harry Mackay. Sorry, Harry Mackay. <laughs> Yeah, Harry Mackay. Jeez, I'm going well. Yeah, well, this, I thought Mackay played very well last week. I mean, people remember the two misses from yeah. dead in front, but in terms of uh, his his contest work in the air, mm. um, he, he gave a few off, uh, and he was marking strongly. He just made good position. They were a bit weaker after he he left, um, so that's far from ideal. But the thing in their favour is that they have played without. Mackay and had success this year. I mean, I don't buy into the talk about Carlton are better off without Mackay, but no. they, but it's not foreign to them. No, that's true. Just just on that, Jack Martin, this is an aside, you've played a lot of footy. Is what he did to Blakey worse than what Maynard did to... It was a very deliberate act. I know he got it wrong, but... Yeah, one... I mean, one act was... Blakey uh, been ...worse than the other, but the, the... I suppose you're looking at the consequences aren't you anyway um, he'll be a big loss Martin because he's been I reckon a critical part of their turnaround oh, he's changed, changed their setup. he's given yeah. them a, a player who can who can mark the ball and who can also do something at ground level and he's just got that bit of skill he can make things happen what about sides. what about the uh, emotional kind of ride that they've been on and winning a final in front of 92,000 people going berserk it was fantastically loud I remember Hawthorne in 2007 after Buddy kicked that goal against Adelaide and then the next week they were really flat when they were heavily favoured to beat North and couldn't get it done. Do you think Carlton will suffer from any of that? Oh, it's hard to know, but I think the Carlton side is a bit more experienced than that Hawthorne side Mm. back in the day. Um, And under Michael Voss as well, I think he's been... Well, put it this way, Carlton have been used to the emotional roller coaster throughout the year, so I think they've been able to at least publicly say that they've, they've you know, dealt true. with the external, internal noise, etc. But yeah. where, where I like Carlton over Melbourne this week is I feel like they're a more settled team. And a lot can be said about that. I mean, generally teams that get deep into the final series, they're the ones that don't have to make too many changes mm. in the second half of the year. They get in, um, you've got to be in form, which they are. Uh, they've got close to their best team available apart from Mackay and, and Martin um, and they're, they're playing good footy uh, I mean last week um, in terms of you know, they, they will have to somehow find a way to deal with that uh, any possible letdown but I think they see an opportunity yeah. that... You know that Melbourne also this is another step for you will we they've played Three game, three finals at the MCG since 2018, when they beat Hawthorne. How many, how many wins? None. They haven't won a final at the MCG since 2018. Mm. If they lose this, that would mean that Carlton's won more finals <laughs> than Melbourne at the MCG. Well, since yes, even since their premiership, as would a Fremantle. And one final stat I want to throw up is that. Uh, since under this uh, finals system, when four play five, we've had ten games where the fourth team has won seven, and the fifth has won three. But of that, of those seven wins for the fourth team, you've had uh, margins of eleven points, four points, five points, three points, and thirteen points. Mm. So there, this is a really tight game. Yeah, I, I think. I know we're moving on from this game, but I'm tipping Melbourne, and I just want to throw up a final stat too. 
I tipped four out of four last week. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with me. I'm tipping Carlton. I'm tipping I Melbourne. think it's going to be a close one. On to the second game. Saturday night footy takes us to Adelaide Oval in Port Adelaide against Greater Western Sydney. The informed Giants, who uh, were one of their two losses in the last since round 13, was against the Power. How much can we read into, into that well, game? We've discussed this before we came on air, haven't we? The changes that are critical from that team for the Giants. Faye, McMullen and Weir played for the Giants that day. And I'll tell you the three ins. Bedford and Daniels, which is hugely significant. You're a Brent Daniels man there. Uh, you alerted me to the influence of Brent Daniels <laughs> and I poo-pooed you and I apologise for that. I was uh, I was just Fonzie wrong. wrong. <laughs> and Finn Callahan is coming. Uh, he was fantastic. He was good last week, wasn't yeah. he? Whereas uh, Port Adelaide... They played Hayes that game, and they got Lysett back. But uh, it's not as big. I don't think it's as big a um, you know significant impact as having those three players, particularly Bedford and Daniels, who do an enormous amount of two-way running, and they get up to the back of the stoppages and they hassle and they harass, and then they can come back and uh, use the ball really well on the rebound and find open space. We uh, compare what those two did and the pressure that the Giants had on St Kilda's uh, mm. half-back runners compared to what St Kilda had on the Giants. I mean Whitfield and um, Lockie Ash, Ash were they yeah. were they were two of the best four or five players on the ground. Yeah, he's a good player, Lockie Ash, isn't he? Oh, I mean, Lockie Whitfield's back to where he yeah. was about five no, or six absolutely. years ago. Um, yeah, so I'm actually thinking that the Giants can win with the with the nervousness about you know historically it's hard to you know I know we've gone through those stats, mm. but you can can get sort of overwhelmed by the fact that uh, the Giants have gone, taken winning four in the game and Port Adelaide were pretty ordinary against Brisbane. But Port have been ordinary for a while now. Again, they've that's not a one-off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the Giants are number one for scores from turnover diff since round thirteen. So they've won ten and two in those games, and they're also second points for and second points against in those twelve games where they've won two, ten and lost two. And the games won on scores are won on turnover, aren't they? Yep. In, in modern footy, yep. uh, I actually would have won. won yep. I wonder. What, what it would have been like in the 90s if they had that stat, whether that still applies. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, we digress there. Uh, but, I mean, Port, since they yeah, had their winning streak broken uh, by Carlton, it was, oh, must have been around 17. I mean, they just haven't looked like no. a top-four team. Well, all you think of when you think of Port now and you think of their chances of winning... Um, the home ground advantage is a big advantage on Saturday night. But overall, all you go to is Zach Butters, Connor Rosie, who are absolute stars, and Jason Horn francis who's probably just a couple of years behind them. But beyond that, they've got ageing great players. Boak, who's a champion, and Wines, who's a very good player. Houston's a good player. Like, he's all Australian and he's mm. a solid player, but he's not like a game-changing type of player. He just plays good footy. And then up forward, there's Charlie just Dixon. We think Charlie Dixon might play, but check the teams. Yeah, well, he'll be important because he does give them a bit of... Um, a, he's a good uh, teacher out there in terms of organising the forward line. His physical and, presence And his physical well, presence, big absolutely. Man. So Sam Taylor and Himmelberg won't be able to get away with... Um, what they ha- can get away with, which is just uh, basically zoning off and taking, being third man up and taking intercept marks. Um, who's going to play on Toby Green? 
That is a good question. Maybe Ryan Burton. Mm. He'd be the logical matchup. But I mean, Port. I mean, so much of Port's defence rides on O'Leary earlier, doesn't it? And, mm. and you think with the Giants, Riccardi was good last week. Um, I mean, O'Leary might have to go to Hogan, um, and which would take away from his sort of intercepting and counter-attacking yeah. play. I mean, remember, Tom Jonas is out, and there's question marks on McKenzie as well. Yeah. So they just look undermanned in defence. They look beaten up and undermanned. Yeah, some of the some of the scores they've conceded in yeah, the last one hundred and twenty three points against yeah. the Lions. But David King, who's very good with numbers, I mean, said their profile is about as real as a three dollar yeah, three dollar coin or three dollar note. Was it? I know. Um, but they just I just haven't liked the way they've played. Port. Um, I think their midfield is a bit shallow after. After the you know, the two you mentioned, um, mm. you want to see Ollie Wines do a bit more and and be the the number three midfielder. Whereas I think it's really been Horn Francis has been the, yeah. yeah. Now Ollie Wines he's a second year player has not performed to the level you'd want him to um, in the last month or so. He's obviously been a great player, Brownlow medalist. Um, do you think they'll play Take Me Home, Take Me What Is It, Take Me Home Country Road at all? Put it late or they never tear us apart. No, no, I think I might play the, the, the terrorist apart. And then they'll get torn apart. I think that might happen. The Giants are a better team. They are the better team. They're they're fitter at the moment. They're more settled. They've um, got great play. Like, Josh Kelly is a really, he's really a top good... He's a isn't he? Yeah. Same with, I mean, Whitfield. Cornelio will probably be back. And, and he's... People people overlook how... Forget how good he was at his top. Oh, and he's I think he's, he's back year. to that level. I yeah. mean, he was there last year as well. Um, and Callum Ward is playing the role that you would have hoped that Wines or Boak plays, mm. which is just... He's just tough. Yeah, tough, and he's He's clean. a great survivor. I thought Callum Ward was close to the end a couple of years ago, but he's still playing as good a footy as he was probably four or five years he ago. He was fantastic. And he, and obviously we've mentioned Callahan, and then uh, Jesse Hogan's revitalised as a player. And these guys down back, Connor Iden, who you've hardly ever heard of, Jack Butley, Buckley, they're just competitive animals. They get animals. the jobs done, don't they? Yeah. I mean, that... Kingsley knows that those those you know, the so called lesser names will will do what they need to do, which will then allow their their playmakers to have a bit more of a an attacking influence. Uh, I'm with you. I, I really like the Giants this week. Um, Travelling weight isn't an issue. I mean, they've been what well, last week was their eleventh venue where they've won mm. this year, uh, and they didn't used to be a good travelling team. Um, no, but they, but I th- I just think those sort of things are misnomers in a sense. You're not an ordinary team and a good travelling team. You're a good no, team right. who just wins games. But even when they were a good team, they struggled on the road. Yeah, um, certainly scary. in that you know, late, late in Leon Cameron's uh, reign. But uh, they they look the goods this week. The Giants, they're top five. They've got top liners, more top liners than Port. And mm. I think their uh, they're depth players What would it mean for Hinkley form. if they drop out in straight sets? Well, he's still got a contract, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I know. But just in terms of the mood around... Oh, jeez. It'd be make it a lot tougher going into next year. Uh, they they having dropped out of the finals. Yeah, I've, absolutely they do. Well, there it would beg the question: Did should they have re-signed him in in August? Um, I mean, I think they should have, but it would beg it will beg the question, no doubt. Because he, he he would have been there a long time and not gotten to a grand final. Uh, it'd be what this is eleventh year. Yep. So I mean, that's probably a question for next week. We might be jumping the gun on that. Absolutely. So you're tipping the Giants? Giants. I'm only tipping them by 13 points. 13, okay. Yeah, so it's not like I've gone and think it's going to be out of control. It'll be a tough game. Like, power at some stage will have momentum. They're a good attacking team, aren't they? Yeah. But just, I just, 
a lot in finals. I like teams that defend a bit better, and I haven't seen it with Port. Yep. So I'm I'm going with the Giants. By how much? By ten points. I thought you said you were very confident. What I'm are you confident, confident ten pointer? Yeah, I think it'll be a game where they'll get over Is the line. Confident? I, don't, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be a blowout. But confidence, you'd, you're going to be on the edge of your seat with confidence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be confident they can get the job done in I the vital the moments. I reckon you'll be excited about this final more than Friday night because that's <laughs> the way you roll. No one in Victoria will care about it too much except that it's a final. Oh, I'd love the national competition. Yeah, I know you, you do. do. I love it. Yeah, you do. You're one of its biggest advocates. I'll start calling you Alan Aylett. So. <laughs> Just a visionary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Giants win. Yep, Giants for me. So we'll see. Uh, well, that will end up with what we'll have a Collingwood Giants prelim final, which will make a lot of Magpies people nervous. And I'm sure it would bring back bad memories for Collingwood supporters. Mm. On that note, that's all for today. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you via email, realfootypod at theage.com.au. Check out the rest of the expert tips at theage.com.au slash AFL, where you'll also have the teams. The podcast will be back next Monday. Catch you then, and may your team win.